Hello, my love. Welcome to another episode of Bristopia Podcast. I am your host, Mercedes Castellani, spiritual life coach and meditation expert. And I'm so happy to have you back into the show this week. Today we have a very vulnerable episode because I will share my whole story before and after meditation. Who I used to be, how I was behaving, how I was moving through life before meditation came into my life and what happened once I started introducing meditation and what happened after eight years of meditation. So this is going to be a very raw, um, vulnerable episode. Uh, but yeah, here I am. I am for vulnerability. I am for sharing, you know, the real me so that the real you can also learn from this and and experience and be inspired by this journey. So if we travel back in time, back into 2016, I was living back in Paris at that time and my life was very, very, very complicated. I think from an outside perspective, everything looked okay. You know, I was living in Paris, I was in a relationship, living with this person, I had a job in marketing that looked quite cool in the wine industry. So from an outside perspective, I think people would look into my life and they would think, well, she's living a pretty good life, you know, you might want something different, but I think from an outside perspective, people could think I was living a pretty cool life. But I think deep down the story was completely different. Inside of myself, the story was completely different. I was in a very, very difficult place back in 2016. I was in a super stressful job that I didn't enjoy. I was in a relationship with no future and I was completely lost in life. So back at that time, I had a marketing job you know that before I became a coach, I had like a full career in marketing. So I went from like assistant brand manager to junior brand manager to brand manager to senior brand manager to to marketing manager and then eventually to marketing director. So I did the whole thing. So back at that time, I was a junior brand manager and I was given a very, very important project, a huge project, actually. And mind you, I didn't like the company that much. I didn't like the brands that I was working for that much. So I didn't really like enjoy the work in general. And I got this opportunity to have like this huge project. And, you know, I was young, I was ambitious, I was overachiever. And even though Deep down, I didn't really like it. I was like, okay, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to put everything I have. I think deep down there was a lot of doubt because I was still junior and I was given like this huge project with lots of visibility and lots of different stakeholders within the company. And it was like a lot of pressure. And I still felt I was kind of junior still back then. So I felt like my skills weren't you know up at the level where they should have been to be able to manage like that sort of project with so much responsibility and and autonomy and freedom that I was given so you know I wanted to put everything for this project but I felt a lot of doubt and there was a lot of stress because of that so I was working long hours, super long hours, not during the weekend, because I've never been the type of person who works during the weekends. Um, but I was working super long hours and I had zero satisfaction. Like I didn't like the company. I didn't like the brands. I didn't like the project really. I thought it was like, I don't know, kind of cheap. Um, I've always preferred, like when I was in wine, I used to prefer like the luxury wines because you're more into the space of art and psychology and what's subtle and I've always preferred that kind of thing but back at that time 
my job was more into like accessible wines, sort of supermarket wines. And I didn't really like it. Like it wasn't really my sauce. It's not my, it wasn't my zone of genius. But I had to put lots of hours because I had to get this project, you know, up and running in due time. There was a lot of visibility and I just had to do it. So I was in this constant struggle for success. And it's like, quote unquote, success, because it wasn't like even my own definition of success. It was just like what what I was supposed to do. And being a good girl, I I wanted to do it like perfectly. But deep down, I didn't even care about this thing. I didn't even like the project. I didn't even like the company. I didn't even like the brands. Like, But I had to do it, you know. I was there and I was going to succeed, quote unquote, succeed. And so I was feeling super tired. I was feeling drained. I was feeling unfulfilled. I had zero satisfaction from this job. It was just like it was taking energy out of me taking energy, taking energy, but I was receiving nothing in exchange. Well, I had pretty nice colleagues, which was cool. So I had a little bit of like something positive, which is that I had some colleagues that were super nice and they're still friends up until today. And I really, really appreciate these people. So that was the only thing. But other than that, it was just like sucking my soul and getting all of my energy for nothing really so that was my job complicated complicated situation then my relationship my love life was also complicated I was in a relationship for four years with a person that I really really loved this person really loved me we were super compatible like emotionally we would never argue or just like really really minor things but we were very compatible and things were really smooth and fun and they would just flow between us but the issue was that I couldn't really see a future with this person I couldn't see a future because the idea of family that this person was providing for me was not the idea that I deeply wanted in my heart so in the present we were very well and very compatible and we would have so much fun together but I couldn't see a future or I could see a future but I didn't really like what I saw so I knew I had to leave that relationship even though I deeply loved this person and I still feel a lot of affection for this person Um, but it wasn't really possible you know it wasn't really possible in the future but the thing was that even though I knew we couldn't continue it was very hard for me to leave this person this person had become, you know, I was in Paris, I was in a, in a country that, I, that was new to me, in a city that was new to me. So this person became my family, this person became my safety, this person became my little nest. So it was very difficult to leave this because again, there was a lot of feelings involved. I really loved this person, I was really loved in this relationship, this person really loved me. But I just couldn't see a future anymore. And at the same time, it was, as I said, very hard to leave this relationship because I was really attached, because I loved this person, because I felt really safe with this person. So it was very complicated. I remember I used to tell myself, I'm in a job that I don't want to be in. And I'm in a relationship that I don't want to be in. So it was very complicated, you know, to live life day after day in a job where you don't want to be in and in a relationship where you know you cannot, you can't be in there any longer. So that was like my external life you know like job and relationship and then my inner world it was a mess when I think about it I wish I could just hug 
I, I wish I could just hug her because she was having such a rough time. And she, I mean, Mercedes back in 2016. It was such a rough moment. And I didn't even know. I didn't even know that it could get better. I didn't even know that there was another way. So I was super lost in life. I didn't know myself. I didn't know what I wanted, what I didn't want. I didn't know my emotions. I didn't know which my needs were. I didn't know what my purpose was in this life. I didn't know myself, basically. I was I was lost. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I needed. I didn't know what I came to this earth for. I didn't know anything. And the thing is, I didn't have my own definitions of success and happiness. So what I would do is I would take definitions that my context would give me. So back at that time, I had finished a very prestigious business school in France. And I took the definitions that that university and the friends that I met there provided for me. So I didn't have my own definition and I sort of borrowed their definition of success and happiness, which is you need to be in a very prestigious company. You need to grow, 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 evolve from one role to the other. Of course, you're going to be working for other people. There's no Mm, there's no scenario in which you have your own company. You plug yourself into a very prestigious organization and you grow within that organization. Eventually you marry someone who, who is more or less in your same quote-unquote level. You will create your own little family. They will go to a prestigious school. They will get a prestigious job and so it goes. So that was the definition of success and happiness that my context was offering me. And as I said, I didn't have my own definition, so I sort of borrowed their definitions of success. So, whoa, like what a combo, what a combo. A job I didn't like, a relationship that I couldn't be in any longer, and deep down I was lost, completely lost. And I think this whole thing resulted in me feeling absolutely empty, absolutely sad, absolutely, I wouldn't say depressed, because I was still doing the things that I was supposed to do. I was still functional, but I was very, very, very sad. I was at a very, very low point in my life. And... So very stressed, very lost, very sad. And I didn't have tools to deal with these feelings. I didn't know how to deal with these feelings. I didn't know how to name them. I didn't know how to manage them. So basically what I did, my sort of scapegoats were I was eating too much. I was exercising, I think, I don't know sometimes, two times a week, max. I was eating too much, especially like sweet things, because back at that time, and if I don't pay attention, sort of my default setting is if I feel stress, I might eat lots of sugar, which now I'm aware of and I really focus in doing something else and I manage it in a very different manner. But back at that time, I had zero consciousness on this and I would just like stuff myself with sweet things. Chocolate, cookies, ice cream, whatever. Anything sweet will do the job because you just want sugar. And I was parting way too much, way too much. So because I hated my life during the week, I was like waiting for the weekends to go out, to dance, to drink, to do all sorts of things, use all sorts of substances, if you know what I mean. 
never to the point that it was an issue, you know, but it was happening and it was a way for me to escape the feelings that that I that I hated during the week. So I would hate my life during the week. I would go out like super hard on Friday or or Saturday. Then the next day you're hungover. So that day is like basically gone. You're tired and off you go again for another week. In hell, basically. And again, if people would see my life from the outside, it looked cool, you know? It looked pretty cool. I had this cool job in marketing. I was living in Paris. I had a relationship. I was going out. I was having fun. I was always like this party girl. You know, I had, I bought into this, into this character of the party girl. And I was always smiley and I was always like fine because I'm very smiley and I'm just like very, you know, I love to smile. It's my, like I always do it. Like that's just my personality. But people, people would see that and they wouldn't suspect, they wouldn't suspect the depths and the places and the darkness that I was in. They would, they wouldn't even guess where I was, where my heart truly was. And I remember one day, mind you, I was feeling like shit. (laughs) One day I came back from work and I said, you know what? I'm going to meditate. I can't really trace where this idea came from. Like, I don't know if it was an ad that I saw, if someone talked to me about it. I can't really trace where it came from. All I know is that I meditated for 20 minutes. First time, 20 minutes, not that bad. I meditated for 20 minutes and I immediately felt home. I immediately felt, oh my God, I felt relief. I was like, I've missed this feeling so much, so much. I felt peaceful. I felt calm. I felt content for those 20 minutes, 20 minutes of peace, 20 minutes of heaven, if you will. And I was so disconnected. I was in such low vibration that when I was able to tap into peace, into contentment, into love, through meditation, it was like, whoa, I can actually feel this way. So I immediately felt like I was home, like I was finally coming back to the place where I always belonged and it was I was somewhere else that was foreign and I was actually coming back home that's how it felt it felt like finding an oasis in the middle of the desert and basically what I started doing was in the very beginning it wasn't like you know a habit or I wasn't really like systematic about it I would just Every time I had 20 minutes, whenever, like on a Saturday, Sunday, during the evenings, like every time I would have 20 minutes, I would sit down and meditate. And it just felt so, so, so good. So I started doing that. Every time I had 20 minutes, I would meditate. And then at a certain point, after years of doing this, maybe three years of doing this in a non-systematic, non-obligatory way, like whenever I had 20 minutes, I would do it. Eventually I said, look, I think this is really good for me. I think it makes me feel really, really, really good. Let me put like a little bit more consistency into it because it makes me feel good. So I want to do it more often. This is really, really paying back to me. This is really, I feel the benefits in my body, in my mood, I just, I just know that this is good for me. So then I started doing like more often every day I would wake up and meditate 
and or just any time during the day, but at least once a day I would meditate. And I have kept that for years. Mind you, when I first meditated, it was 2016. Then when I decided to jump into, let's say, like a, a bit more consistency, it was 2019. And I've been meditating like ever since, ever since. So it's going to be eight years this year that I've been meditating. And after eight years of meditation, and in the meantime, I did different retreats. I went to Thailand for a silent meditation, silent retreat. I went to Bali for a retreat. I went to India for a retreat. Like I've been doing many many things and and discovered many things thanks to meditation as well but because of meditation because of this practice that I have developed and refined year after year and I've kept consistent year after year for eight years now I can tell you that my inner life And also my outer life has changed so much, so much. So I've learned, first of all, I've learned to anchor myself in the present. Before meditation, I was in the future, always in the future. Either worrying that something awful would happen and how I would solve that thing, So I would be like, you know, creating scenarios in my mind. And what if this happens? How am I going to solve it? And what if these other things happen? How am I going to solve it? So I had like 20 different problems that could happen in the future. Most of them never actually happened. And I had at least 40 solutions because at least if something would happen, I had like two different solutions just in case. So either I was like in this fear of, Oh my God, what am I going to do if this happens? Blah, 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 blah. Or I was in desire. I was like, I really want this for the future. How come I don't have it right now? Oh my God, this is so horrible. My present is so horrible. I really want this in the future. So I was too much in the future, either worrying about things or desiring things. So through meditation, I learned to come back to the present. All that matters is right here, right now. And I learned to be mindful. So as things are happening, I notice. I notice how my body feels. I notice how my heart feels. I notice how my gut feels. If I'm talking to someone and they say, look, there's this thing. Uh, Maybe you should come to this event. And I notice like my stomach shrinks. I'm like, mm, maybe I'm not I'm not going to go to that thing. Like I know I am in contact with my body, with my heart, with my gut. And I know in the present moment exactly how I feel. I can tell you right now as I'm recording this, I'm not seated in the best posture, to be honest. My shoulders are a bit tense, not too much. And I feel excited. My heart is lit up. I am excited that I can actually share this story with you. And I know how my heart feels right now and how my body feels right now. And before, I I didn't have that. I was out of my body, out of my heart, out of my soul. I was like a thought somewhere, but I wasn't really living in my body. And now I know, now I live in my body. Also through meditation, I learned to get to know myself in a profound way. I know who I am. I know who I am as a soul, who I am at an energy level. And also who I am as, you know, the person that you see right here on this earth. Maybe the personality that I have and the traits that I have. But I know deep down who I am. I know that I am 
infinite love, infinite light, infinite joy, infinite wisdom. And yes, in this life, I am a woman. I am 33 years old. I was born in Argentina. I am quite tall for a woman. 1 meter 80 or 5 feet 11. I am loud. I am joyful. I am pretty much always in a good mood. So I know who I really am at a soul level, at an energetic level. And also who I am in this life, you know. Okay, that's fine. And I can play with that. I can, I can, if I like things, I will keep them. If I don't like things, I will change them. But I know who I am. And I think this is so important because through meditation, I was able to realize this vastness inside of myself. I was able to realize I am pure peace. I am peace. I am love. I am joy. I am wisdom. I am abundance. I am these things. And I didn't know this whatsoever. I was so cut from love, from joy, from peace, from abundance. I was so cut from these things, so separated from these things. And when I say that I know myself is I know my true nature now. And that was thanks to meditation. Thanks to meditation, I was also able to develop my intuition. So... I am able now to take faster decisions and I know I am always right. I know what is good for me and what is not good for me. I know which person is good for me, whether that's a partner or a friend or a colleague. I just know. I just see the person and I'm like, okay, I trust you. I love you. Or I'm like, mm, be careful here. Mm, get away from this one. And I trust this. And I need if I need to make a decision and it's A or B, I will meditate and I'm going to be, I feel A, I listen to my body, how I feel, do I expand, do I, do I feel like joyful, do I open up or do I contract? And then I will feel I will follow and feel the alternative B, and I know do I open up, do I contract, what's happening? And then I can choose clearly. If it's A and B, I'm like I feel A, mm, I'm contracting, I don't like it. And then I feel B, and I'm like it's open up, I have so many ideas, it feels expansive. I'm like yes, it's B. And I have never been wrong. It's like this GPS, this inner GPS that I have, and I just know. And I didn't have this before. I was, before I was like thinking from my logical, rational mind, but I wasn't really tapping to my wisdom, to my soul, to my heart to tell me what is right for me. Thanks to meditation, I've also been able to develop so much more compassion. I've been able to tap into love. I've been able to love myself, which wasn't the case before. And I've been able to love others. And when I say others, I mean other human beings. Because I see all of the things that we have in common. And we might be so different externally. We could have different ages and different races and different religions and different countries. It doesn't matter. I know that deep down we're the same. This person that I have in front of me, this person wants to be loved. This person wants to love. This person wants to grow. This person wants to be happy. This person wants to feel peaceful. This person wants to feel safe. And that makes us so similar and interconnected and then we are all part of the same thing it's like it's as if we were different fingers in the same hand 
you know, we're still, we're part of the hand. So that was meditation that allowed me to reach these spaces of we're all the same and to allow me to think in terms of planet Earth. I mean, we're all neighbors on planet Earth. So we're all part of the same thing. We're all one, in a sense. We're all different expressions of the same thing. So meditation gave me that compassion with all human beings, with animals, because because I'm tapping much more into my intuition and my compassion. Maybe I see a doggy, I see their eyes, and I know what they're thinking. I know what they need. I know what they want. Amore doesn't talk to me, but I know exactly what she wants and how she's feeling. I know. That's it. I just know. It gave me compassion to plants and trees and anything that is alive. And as I say this, I'm looking to my beautiful plants that I have at home. And I love them and I take care of them and I talk to them and they grow beautifully. And for some reason, they always get like really tall and thin. It's like they go up with me. (laughs) It's really funny. And that was meditation that gave me that compassion and that connection, interconnectedness with other living beings. Meditation allowed me to deal with stress in much healthier ways. So instead of feeling stressed and numbing myself with food, with party, with alcohol, it allowed me to, okay, if I'm feeling stressed, let's just stop for a second. I'm going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to do like a quick 15-minute meditation, come back to center, and then... I will continue with whatever I was doing from a very different space. And then meditation also gave me the sense of trust and the sense of peace. Because I know that no matter how crazy the external world can get, No matter what happens externally, I can always come back to my center, always come back to my core, to my anchor, always come back to myself and find peace inside of myself. And that is a pretty amazing power. Because life is going to get crazy sometimes. Things are going to get hard. But if you're able to come back to your center and find peace no matter what, that's a really nice way of living. Makes you free. Makes you feel peaceful. Makes you trust yourself in dealing with whatever happens. Last year, and some of you know, my father was in hospital for 11 months He had a stroke and he was in hospital for 11 months. So as you can imagine, it was a very, very difficult situation to deal with, especially because I wasn't living in the country where he was and my mother was. And time and time again, I would go back to meditation, back to meditation, back to meditation. And... Eventually, he passed away. And even at that time, even as I was grieving his loss, I was back to meditation, back to meditation. And I can tell you that I don't know how I would have managed this situation without meditation to... Give me that sense of peace. Give me that sense of calm. If I was feeling sad one day, okay, let's sit with sadness. It's okay. Let's feel it. Let's let's move it through. If I was feeling anxious, I would see it and evaluate and feel it and move through anxious anxiety. 
if I was feeling frustrated or angry. Okay, let's see it, let's feel it, let's move through this emotion. And even grief. I think my process was way shorter and I felt better after even a month, I would say. Because I had these tools to support me and this inner knowing that I could go through anything as long as I have my anchor, as long as I have this sense of peace inside of myself, no matter what happens, quote-unquote good, quote-unquote bad. In this case, it was quote-unquote bad. I mean, it's not good or bad. It's just life being life. Some people are born, some people die, and that's just how it is. And this practice of meditation just allowed me to sail through some waves that were a little bit more complicated than other waves. And I don't think I would have been able to manage that situation so smoothly with so much peace without meditation. If you're interested in like a bunch more detail on all the benefits of meditation and how it, you know, it changed my life, you can go back to episode 44 where I really go into the details of the benefits of meditation in my life. And it's a nice compliment to this one. So if you're interested, you can check episode 44. And the thing is that I don't think, I mean, when I was, you know, back in 2016 in Paris, in a very, very difficult place, I don't think I realized how much I needed meditation because I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it could offer to me. So I was just living my life without not knowing that there could be something so simple yet so potent for me. And I think that when we are in these difficult places in life, we are maybe feeling stressed and anxious and lost and out of balance. I don't think we realize how much we need meditation. I think many of us think, okay, but what are a couple of breaths going to do in my life? Like, whatever, like it's it's not even possible that such a simple thing will actually be able to do something. And it's funny because then we try it, we feel amazing, we keep on trying, we feel even better. And then if we keep on being consistent with it, we get to see how much it can transform our mood, our brain, our lives. And it's just, for me, it's just like the biggest secret on life. It's like, you want peace? Well, there's peace inside of yourself. Go find it. You want love? There's love inside of yourself. Go find it. You want abundance? There's abundance inside of yourself. Go find it. You want joy? There's joy inside of yourself. Go find it. And it's for me, it's like the biggest secret and the biggest hack on life. And I am so convinced of this thing because I've felt it in my soul. I've seen it in all of my clients, how their lives are transformed by meditation. And I think this world would be so different if we would all meditate. So different. What do you think would happen if Putin had meditated all of his life? He would be calmer, nicer, more compassionate, and we wouldn't have the issues that we have nowadays. 
what would happen if people would meditate before they get on a car? Do you think they would drive like crazy and be impatient and bump on each other? Or do you think they would be like, okay, whatever, maybe this person is just like having a tough time, whatever. What kind of world is possible if more people are able to feel peace and feel joy and feel love and compassion? And this is not some crazy utopian thought. This is very, very, very possible, very feasible. If we could just meditate a little bit more, if we could all meditate a little bit more, this world, this planet that we share as neighbors would be so different. It would be a planet where we would connect more with nature so we wouldn't harm nature we would connect more with animals we wouldn't harm animals we would connect more with ourselves so we wouldn't lash on other people because there's things that are still unresolved we would connect with others so we would be able to communicate in healthier ways in more compassionate ways what kind of world is possible if more people are able to tap into these higher states, higher frequencies of peace and love and joy and abundance, that would be a world worth living in. That would be a world that we could give to our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. That would be very nice to watch and to feel and to be part of. So when I think back on, you know, this before and after and how my life and my soul has changed because of meditation. And I think of this, you know, Mercedes that is living in Paris, that is feeling so lost and so sad. I, th I wish I could tell her, you don't need to suffer. You don't need to suffer. There's a difference between pain and suffering. There is the actual pain of a certain situation, and then there's the story you attach to it. Maybe the pain is still there, but you can't get rid of the suffering. Life can be so much easier if you get rid of the suffering, if you change the stories that you're telling yourself. I wish I could tell her you have a superpower inside of yourself and you just don't know it yet. You have the power to create peace, to create love, to create joy, to create abundance. You have the power to tap into these feelings whenever you need them, whenever you want to feel them. You just don't know. I wish I could tell her, you're about to leave the biggest transformation of this lifetime. And I'm so excited for you. Get ready. Because it's going to be... <laughs> mind-blowing and soul-blowing. I wish I could tell her, I love you. You will get through this. You've got this. And I wish I could tell her, please start meditating right now. Do it right now. Do yourself a favor and do it right now. And I think that version of me who doesn't realize how much she needs meditation could really use some of these words. Don't need to suffer. Life can be easier. You have a superpower inside of yourself. You just don't know yet. 
you're about to live the biggest transformation of this lifetime. And especially, I love you. And you will get through this. And I wish I could hug her. And I wish I could hug every person on this planet who might be feeling this way and who might not know that there is such an easy way out. Such an easy way out. That life can be easier. That you can be happier. I wish I could hug all of these people and just give them this wisdom. Life can be easier. Get yourself into meditation now. I mean, the cause of your stress, the cause of your pain might still be there, but you can be a completely different person and your relationship to this thing can be completely different to the point where it's not even a problem anymore. So, you know that I am so passionate about meditation because it has transformed my life, my soul, my brain. It has transformed the life, the soul, the brains of all of my clients. And because I'm so deeply passionate about meditation, it's why I decided from the very beginning of this podcast to include meditation because I cannot conceive transformation without meditation. It's such a fundamental part of transformation. It's such a fundamental part of growth that from the very, very, very beginning, I have always wanted to invite people and introduce them gently to meditation. And last year when I was in Bali, in April 2023, I was meditating. What a surprise. And I received a download. A download is basically when you just receive like information, meaning that something clicks, you know, you get an insight. It doesn't mean that you're connecting with anything. It just means that you get this insight, you understand something. And I got this insight of creating a program that would allow people to introduce themselves to meditation for people who have either never meditated or who have started to meditate but couldn't really maintain the habit. So let's say like meditation newbies or beginners. And I really wanted to create this as, as a portal for people to enter into this magnificent world of meditation and to transform their lives thanks to meditation. So if you have never meditated or did it a couple of times and couldn't really maintain the habit, if you're under a lot of pressure at work with your family and you have several obligations, if you feel anxious, overwhelmed, stressed most of the time, if you feel lost, out of balance, out of alignment, if you worry a lot and you feel anxious about the future, if you would like to switch your mind off sometimes but you can't, if you're using food, alcohol, cigarettes or any other distractions to numb the discomfort and the pain, then this is for you, absolutely. Just come join us. So this program is called Meditation Challenge 21 Days to Create Heaven on Earth. And it's going to start on March 4th until March 26th. We will have an opening ceremony where we're going to meet each other, set the intention for the challenge. I will explain everything you need to know about meditation then we're going to meditate together for 21 days. You will receive one unique meditation, one unique audio per day. And then at the end of that, we're going to have a closing ceremony to share our wins, what we discovered, what we learned about ourselves, what we want to change in our lives. And this is the first edition, the first time that I'm launching this program. And I am just so 
excited because I've been dreaming and fine-tuning and changing and evolving this program for several months now, 10 months, and it is finally out. And I am so convinced of the power of meditation. I am so convinced of the transformation that this will deliver to people that I'm just so excited to see which are the brave souls that embark on this journey, that are ready to transform, that are ready to dive deep into themselves and to change and transform and understand. And it's just an honor to be able to create this, to guide this. And we have launched it this week and we have an early bird price that will allow you to save 100 euros. I know it's like a ripoff until Sunday, February 25th, midnight. So if you're listening to this on time, the podcast comes out on Friday 23rd, then you have two days until Sunday 25th to catch up the early bird price that allows you to save 100 euros. After that, on Monday 26th of February, prices are going to go up and doors are going to close on March 3rd, which is a Sunday as well. And we start on Monday 4th of March 2024. So if you're curious about this, you're going to have the link in the show notes take a look. It's all explained in there. It's pretty clear. If you have any doubts, because maybe there's a point that is still not clear, or you're wondering if this is a good fit for you or not, just DM me. Um, You will also have my Instagram on the show notes. DM me if you have any questions, and I will be happy to support you to understand if this is a good program for you or not. I will never tell you to join something that I don't believe it is right for you. So I'm thinking about your best interests and how this can serve you. So if you have any doubts, let's just share, share those doubts with me and I will help you navigate the decision. Is it good for you? Not. Is it better to do it now? Is it better to wait? So if if it's crossing your mind and you want to do this, but you're not sure, Just drop me a DM. I will be happy to solve your questions, happy to help you navigate the decision process to do what's best for you. And I will be, if you decide to join, I will be so honored and so happy to serve you, to give you all of my wisdom, all of my love, all of my compassion and all the transformation that meditation can provide. So... I will see you inside of the meditation challenge. See you on the next episode. And in the meantime, in Blistopia we trust.